we had previously talked about some possible work that we would do together with a previous breakup mm-hmm. and that relationship and just kind of how you struggle with that now. And I'd thrown out the word EMDR therapy, um, and then we moved on from that. But I want to spend some time today just talking a little bit more about what that is and answering any questions you have. Okay. So do you know anything about EMDR therapy? Have you ever heard of it before? I do not. I have not heard about it at all. So it stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a mouthful. So we just shortened that with... EMDR therapy. Um, it's a it's an approach that's really was created as a trauma focused approach, um, and I don't want to scare you with that word trauma, but trauma is just really any life experience that we might have that's overwhelming, confusing, too much for us to process at that time. And so when an event like that happens, um, that it's overwhelming, it's highly charged emotionally our brain doesn't like work through it in the same way it does just regular life events. So it gets stuck in our brain in a certain way and then it's attached then to images that are maybe upsetting, emotions that are disturbing, negative self-beliefs, body sensations, so where you might get like butterflies in your stomach or your heart starts racing. And so it's tied in with all of those and then something in our day-to-day life comes up and taps back into that triggers those responses in the same way. So then they come up again. Um, I like to use some different metaphors to try to explain it, but one that I typically use is if you were, uh, let's say going grocery shopping and you went grocery shopping and you came home, that memory would just get filtered into its filing cabinet in your mind and you probably wouldn't think about it again unless someone said, hey, what'd you do last Saturday? You might recall that memory. Now, if you went grocery shopping and something traumatic happened, like um, there was a shooting or a tornado hit or something like that, then that would then become a traumatic memory. It would be stored with, like I said before, an image, negative belief, emotion, body sensation. So that then the next time you needed to go grocery shopping, your body would respond with those same things. You'd have anxiety, your heart would start racing, Um, You might believe, I'm not safe, something bad's going to happen to me, even though it would be fine to go shopping. So what what questions come up so far, just with that that description? Well, I don't think I really have any questions, but I can relate to a lot of those Mm -hmm. different, just the feelings of anxiety and triggers more than anything Mm -hmm. that I can relate to. Do you ever notice, like, things trigger up things from that past relationship before? Like, do you consciously, are you aware of them being triggered now? Or is it like, I have anxiety and I don't know where that's coming from? Most of the time I I realize where it's coming from. Um, Especially with relationships. Mm -hmm. I, I can definitely pinpoint it with that. Okay. So what we would really be doing with this approach is that that's kind of like the foundation of the the model of where this all comes from is that idea of how our brain stores it. But what we're doing with this therapy is we're going in and we're identifying what are those past experiences that were traumatic or did not get processed naturally the way they should have. 
and we go back in and we want to reprocess them because the way they got stuck associated with those uncomfortable things we want to go and work back through those so that then they're associated with adaptive thoughts so instead of showing up you know the next time you think about going to the grocery store you think i'm not safe something bad's going to happen your heart starts racing you have anxiety instead you think maybe you don't even think about the last time at the grocery store or you know when that traumatic thing happened or you do think of it but you think that was then and i'm safe now i'm okay i can handle this it's going to be all right and you have more of a neutral response to that so we want to go back through and kind of take the charge the negative charge away from those past experiences we can't erase them we can't change the outcome Mm -hmm. or the way things played out but we can change the way they're stored in our minds and so we will we'll do that by identifying what are those past experiences, what are the negative beliefs, the emotions, body sensations, and what we call targeting them. So an actual in-session experience of that would be using something we call bilateral stimulation. That sounds kind of scary, but it's really not. Um, there's a lot of different forms you can do that with. We have like buzzers in your hand that kind of buzz left and right in each hand you can do eye movements back and forth audio um, like tones left and right in your ears all of that is basically just stimulating the right hemisphere of your brain and then the left hemisphere you know back and forth and we're not the research isn't there to support exactly why that works but we do have research that supports something about that bilateral stimulation promotes the reprocessing experience and kind of um, reprocessing it a efficient and effect in an effective way. So what you might experience, everyone experiences it differently, but what you might experience in that would be um, just kind of like your thoughts would just start rolling. So it's it's not some people wonder, okay, is this gonna be like hypnosis? Mm-hmm. Like you're very fully in the room. You're present, you're aware. Okay. Um, Sometimes I tell people, have you ever been like driving in your car and you get to thinking in your head and you're like, oh, dang it, I was supposed to turn like three streets ago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's what it would be like. You would just be like deep in your thoughts, but fully aware of what you're doing Mm -hmm. in the room. Um, Some people might play it out like a movie. Some people express it more like artistically or creatively, but their thoughts just start processing um, through that. And then their emotions and their bodies process it too in that same way. Okay. So you might feel like a series of emotions or body sensations in that. How long is this process usually? Like how many sessions or how long does it take? It's a good question. So it depends on the person. It depends on what we're working okay. on. Um, EMDR is known to be much more efficient than traditional talk therapy or other therapeutic approaches. So we know it's faster, but it's not to say that it's fast, that it's going to be done in right. a handful of sessions. What we'll do is the approach we'll take, we kind of want to approach it on two sides. We want to get into that old material, but we also want you to be well-resourced, well-equipped, well-prepared in the now to deal with it as it comes up like today or tomorrow. Um, And so helping give you tools and strategies to manage it now while balancing going back and doing old works from, how long ago was this now? Oh, it's been... Probably about five years. Five years. Okay. And sometimes we we are targeting something that's five years ago and we realize, hey, 
there's something that happened 10 years ago that plays a little part in this too, or something that happened a year before that. So we're looking for all memories that could be like kind of a part of this network that says, and I don't know that this is your negative belief, but that this is I'm not good enough or there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with me. So looking for all of those that could potentially feed into that. So as we approach the two sides of it, um, what we'll do is our first few sessions together would be where we're just kind of getting some information, taking history. You're telling me about what life's been like, what have been the challenges of life, what have been the celebrations of life, the, the, your strengths, your support, your resources. And we're just going to collect some of that information. Um, we've talked our, about a little bit about some of your resources that you have and like tools that you use to manage stress. Um, so we'll also in this process do more of developing those even more. So where maybe you, you like your family's a resource for mm-hmm. you. Um, or friends, or like breathing, yoga, will also give you some internal resources. So things that you can use that like if you're at home feeling anxiety, um, or you leave a session feeling any amount of anxiety or your thoughts are running, you have a way to kind of manage them in that moment. Okay. And so we'll balance doing that, resourcing, collecting history, and then going into actually reprocessing the memories. So one question I have is um, I have pushed some thoughts completely out of my brain. Yes, they get triggered, but I still have managed to kind of learn to control it and just forget about it. But mm-hmm. how do you how do you bring those thoughts out? So a couple of thoughts that come up for me that I want to speak to on that is we can push those thoughts out of our mind, um, out of our like conscious thinking and it's an effective tool. Like we have to sometimes Mm -hmm. in life when those things come up, it's like, okay, I I have to go on. I have to focus on school. I've got to do have a job. And so that was a really effective strategy for you. The reason we know that they're really not gone is because now when you start potentially dating someone again, all the anxiety is still there. Your body's still responding. So the memory is still there, Mm -hmm. um, stuck in a really like maladaptive way. And so we know it's still in there. It still has a control and a charge over you, even though it feels like maybe like you've controlled them by pushing them out. So that tells us that work still needs to be done. And what what we do is we have to create enough safety for you to feel like it's okay to bring them out. And we want to create a resource. We call it a container. Um, so it's kind of like what you've done if I've pushed them away. But it's a container that uses we use it to, uh, it's just visual. It's kind of a meditation type thing. But we can contain those thoughts and put them away unless it's going to be helpful for us to bring them back out. And so we strategically, like, it's it's all like mental exercises, but talk about like putting these images, thoughts, feelings, body sensations away in a container when they're not helpful for you so that mm-hmm. in between our sessions, you can go back to work and not be thinking about it all the time. Um, and, and then you're able to recall them in session. Um, and, and the way we bring those up that kind of answering your actual question was how do we get them back up? Mm -hmm. So 
if I was to say, like, could you tell me about one of those thoughts? Like, would you not be able to recall it? Is it pushed? Have you, like, pushed it away enough that you don't feel like you could even recall some of the thoughts? I mean, in order for me to really recall the thoughts, I would have to almost sit there and just kind of relive it. But I don't. The only time they come willingly is if something triggers it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So what we do is once we identify a past experience that we're going to target, um, and I don't want you to feel like right now today you have to think about any of those specifically, so we're still going to talk like in general terms right now. Back to the grocery store example. (laughs) So, you know, the grocery store um, shopping trip, then I'll ask you what's an image that comes to mind that represents the worst part of that. So in that grocery store example, it might be, you know, some specific image. What's the negative belief that feels true about yourself when you think about that? And we go through what we call the assessment, and we ask these questions that identify what each of those pieces are. The belief, the image, the body sensation, the emotion. So once they're all up and kind of activated we're making sure that we don't want you to get too far in it we don't want you to be back reliving it again but more so just noticing those things so we call it dual awareness where you've got like one foot here in the present and one foot there in the past and so you're kind of like trying to stay really grounded and rooted and like it's over it's done like we're not going back to it but we're just noticing it We use a metaphor often of like riding on a train. If you were sitting in a train and just kind of noticing it happen out the window, but you're still in the safety of the train cart and you just watch it through the glass. So we use these metaphors and talk about these things as we go to make it safe for you to bring those back up because it's safe to do it in a therapy session like this um, with a safe person knowing that uh, we have some tools that you can use to put it back away and you have some tools to feel safe when you go outside of this office but that also it's over no matter how much we talk about it it's not you're not going back into it Um, you're still the same person that you showed up here before we started talking about it okay that That makes sense sense. Mm -hmm. okay sounds good so you know it's a lot of information yeah um, you can you can find a lot to if you want to know more about it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really good material out there. There's some not good material too, so I can give you reading material if you're interested. Direct yeah. you to some sites to look at, or you can just come experience it and and ask questions as we go. Yeah, I would love to give it a shot and ask questions and learn more about it. Okay, all right, that sounds like a plan.